Judges chapter 6, I'm going to start reading at verse 12 through verse 16, and then verse 22 through verse 24. You don't have to stand unless it's just the way you want to honor the reading of the word, but really honor it in your reading and hearing. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, mighty man of valor. <laughs> and what did the mighty man say? Oh my Lord, if the Lord, if the Lord be with us, why is all this happening to us? <laughs> and, and where are all the miracles that everybody was testifying about and the fathers told us, saying, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forgotten us. He's forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and says, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? And he said unto him, oh Lord, <laughs> wherewith shall I save Israel? Y'all really, this is how I read the Bible, huh? Behold, my family is poor. <laughs> I'm from Gretna, I'm in Manasseh. And I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Mm. Verse 22. And when Gideon perceived that he was, was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God. Why did he say that? Because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And you know, you, you don't believe in looking at God or an angel of the Lord face to face because you're going to die. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he kept me alive for the assignment. Verse, hallelujah. Verse 24, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it is yet in Oprah of the Bezerites. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you're standing in the presence of the Lord. Um, I'm going to share this message with you, a one-word message, because out of a two-hour service, we will usually only uh, retain a small portion so I want you to at least have a word from the Lord. Look at the person beside you and say, Shalom. Shalom. Well, I can only preach either from where I've been or where I am. I only have a grace to minister from there. And oftentimes, many of us feel inadequate to minister and to communicate because we cannot talk like others or speak as eloquent or know as many scriptures as your other brother and sister in the Lord. But I want you to know that you got all the material you need to preach. You preach from where you, from where you are. When I go in the Bible, I don't look for you. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should since I'm a pastor. But usually when I'm studying the word of God, I'm not even studying to preach. I'm studying to know God. And where I minister, I minister out of where I am. Or at least where I've been. Mm. Because I realize that our situations are not as unique as we think they are. 
Tell the person beside you, tell them, you're not the only one that's going through. I know sometimes we think it's only me and only my family, only my marriage. But it's said concerning believers, we're either uh, coming in a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. But there's a storm somewhere close by. I fly all the time. And so what, I, what I'm always doing when I'm flying is I am looking in the weather app. You too? Because I want to know. I don't know. I can't do nothing about it, but I just want to know what my experience is going to be like. And one thing, I sometimes I'm looking far out to try to see how it's going to happen. And sometimes it can say, oh, sunny. It's going to be sunny all next week until the day before I got to fly. And then it says thunderstorm, 75% chance. Huh. Where, where there is life, there are going to be challenges. Tell your neighbor, it's a part of it. To save yourself from challenges is to save yourself from living. We know the height of the mountain because of the depth of the valley. We have something to compare it to. And so what is the Lord saying to us today? Shalom. Shalom is the most underrated thing we have when we have it. <laughs> the most undervalued thing when we experience it. Shalom. Mm. We, don't, we, don't, we don't ask for it a lot. We don't pray for it a lot. But it's the very thing we need. And the very thing that's so valuable because sometimes it's often rarely found. <laughs> Shalom. The word shalom in Hebrew means peace. Oh, look what we have received from Jesus Christ. Wounded by transgressions, bruised by iniquities. By his stripes we are we're healed. But the Bible says that the chastisement of our peace was up upon him. Through our salvation, we have received peace. But it's an aspect and a package of our salvation that's often left unwrapped. Hmm, I'm almost finished. <laughs> what is biblical peace? Biblical peace is the fruit of the Spirit. So where are you in God? Where are you in God? Let me hear, let me hear how many scriptures you can quote. Because if you quote a lot of scriptures, that means you really have a depth in God. Where are you in God? Let me hear you speak in tongues. Because if you can speak in tongues in glossolia and be able to pray the mysteries of God in another dialect, whether heavenly or in this terrestrial realm, you must have really closeness with God. Show me where you're in God. Let me hear how well you sing. Because if you're on this stage singing, and if you can sing that well, you must have a good connection with God. Oh my goodness, how well do you play? And the level of your skill must be a reflection of how well you are with God. Not necessary. You can be talented and crazy. Gifted and bound. Preaching and in bondage. Where are you? How do you know where you are in God? How much peace do you have? Oh, no, for real. How much peace?
do you have? Is church just a drug you take when you come here just to go back home and lock yourself back in a prison? How much peace do you have with God and how much peace do you have with the people around you? Because the Bible says, oh, how close are you to God? Follow peace with all men. Holiness without. When you can't get along with anybody, where, where is your peace? Where, where is your peace? Let peace be your spiritual measure. Not tongues, not gifts, not talents. Somebody said peace. It's a promise to the believers that are left in the world. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says, peace I I leave you. Then listen what he goes on and says. My peace I give unto you. So he says, this is what he's saying. He says, now I give you peace, but not just any kind of peace. I give you God peace. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't have it like your kids got it. Your kids actually get to go in the grocery store and choose what they want. Your children get to go in the refrigerator at their leisure. My mother's sitting over there. It didn't work like that. You know, you know. I remember going down the aisle, the cereal aisle, and seeing all those colors and boxes with prizes in them. All kind of prizes. All you got to do is just get to the end of the box and you can get that prize. And I put, I want that one. Mama said, no. Well, I want Fruit Loops. This is the same thing. Fruit rings is the same thing. It ain't even in a box. It's in a bag. So what? It don't matter. I want Fruit Loops. You got Fruit Loops money? <laughs> and as much as it looked the same, it was a little different. It was a little different. Honey Smacks and Puff Wheats, there's something different. Kellogg's Frosty Flakes and Flakes is too. God says, I'm not giving you an off-brand peace. I'm giving you God peace. And let me help you. Now, I know some of y'all ain't going to shout off this message. You've already shouted. I want to give you a message and speak a word in your spirit. So next week when there's no organ playing and no drums going on at your house and you losing your mind, you can remind yourself, shalom, 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 hey, shalom, shalom. Not just any kind of peace because worldly peace comes by way of what you have and what's going on around you. But God says, I'm giving you the peace that I have. I'm giving you God. Hear me, Crystal. He says, I'm giving you my peace. I think we read that and we go over it. No, no. He says, I'm giving you the kind of peace that I have. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This is a very important question. What is God worried about? What is God stressed out about? What is God nervous about? And God says, that's the kind of peace I'm going to give you. I already know how this is going to end. I already know God is going to work this out. I know everything may be crazy right now, but I know declaring the end of the thing before the beginning. Sitting on the couch.
something of his own will. When I see Jesus, he's not pacing back and forth. When I see Jesus, he's not scratching his head. When I see Jesus, he's seated on the throne. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, sit down. Shalom, shalom. 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 And peace. Peace. Gary Booker. It's supposed to describe our relationship with God. No, no. Biblical peace is a description of our relationship with God because, hear me, nobody... This, is, this, this won't stimulate a run, but I hope it gets something in your spirit. It is the description of our relationship with God based upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to unpack this. Just give me 30 seconds to unpack this. Depending on what your background is and, and how you've experienced God through the relationship of others, Maybe through your parents or through a former pastor or through the culture or the denomination. Some of us have an unhealthy perspective of God. We really do. Because many of us are still trying to earn his love. Many of us are still trying to win God over. Many of us are still trying to beg God. We have an unhealthy, because it was never enough. It, it was never enough. Because you got to dress a certain way. You got to act a certain way. You got to do the right things. And before you could accomplish one thing, something else came undone. And before you could conquer getting to church on time, then you skip paying your tithe. It's always, it's always something. And let me tell you something. If you can keep the rules, it'll make you prideful. And if you can't keep the rules, you end up falling into depression and condemnation. Some of us, the only way we've experienced God at our reference point for God as a father is through our own natural fathers. And that could make our relationship with God very unhealthy. Because he loves us. Oh, yes, he loves us. But it's possible to be loved by God and not know it. It's possible for your spouse to love you and you not know it. And, and I know we got love languages and all that. Y'all, wonderful book, nice gowns and dresses. Listen. But you can even speak somebody's language. You can do gifts, acts of kindness, words. But if something is wrong with their receptor. No, if, if their receptor is broken, you can be sending signals all day. You can drain yourself trying to fill a hole, trying to fill a space that they're not open to receive. And God loves us. He wants us. But because of our reference points. 
And now the place that's supposed to be a safe place. Our relationship with Jesus supposed to be a safe place. When we mess up, we end up hiding. We end up being incognito, running. And here comes God saying, Adam, where are you? Like, did you think you was going to go somewhere and I not know? I mean, I know where you are. I'm asking you so you can know where you are. Mm, I got 10 minutes left. We're supposed to run to him. But now the place where we're supposed to find peace, when we do finally get in his presence, our worship is overwhelmed with Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I don't deserve it. Lord, I'm not worthy. Lord, Lord. And I'm not talking about something fresh. <laughs> I'm talking about something you didn't already repented of. And it's just hard for you to believe that if you asked him, he actually did it. Oh, I'm moving on. <laughs> so now I got to earn my place back. I got to do right at least 14 days straight to prove to God. And now, instead of being saved, I'm trying to save myself. I want to speak to somebody who's sitting in our church service today or who are watching online and you said, I'm not going to join church and I'm not going to get saved until I can straighten myself out. Let me give you something that maybe you don't know. That will never happen. You don't have the power to straighten yourself out. You can't stop doing drugs on your own. You can't stop drinking. You can't stop going from bed. You can't stop doing it on your own. And because you could not stop, that's why Jesus came to do what you could not do and for the rest of us that are already saved you don't have the power to save yourself I know I'm already saved but I need somebody to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor I'm saved and he's still saving me that's why I come into his presence and the enemy don't want me to come into his presence he'd rather me stay in condemnation he'd rather me stay in my head because as long as I stay in my head I won't come into his glory and every time I come into his glory I'm always changed. I'm always moved. He's always taking me through a metamorphosis. For it does not appear what I shall be. But the more he appears in my life, I shall be like him and see him as he is. And he's not a God that's waiting for me to make another mistake. He's not a God just waiting to write me off. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. Give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy. I wish I had a church his mercy endured for uh, I want you to take a moment we don't need no music but I want you to just take a moment and thank God he didn't cut you off thank him that he didn't cut you off no thank him because you know you've done enough to be cut off but clap your hands and praise him because when we were yet sinners he died in other words if I died for you while you were in sin how much more am I committed to you once I saved you I got too much of an investment in you to let you get this close to glory and die 
Hey, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm God's investment. His name is on me. And that's why when we were renovating this church and we said we had to help with the aesthetics of the church and put up a screen and we had uh, put this uh, scrim here and we needed a go-boat light uh, up here, that spotlight, and we were going to put the church's logo. And I was out of town, and, and they were doing the renovations. And I called Pastor Marvin. I said, Pastor Marvin, have you already had the church logo design set to go on that screen? Have you already paid it? He said, yes, sir, I have, just like you told me to. I said, well, uh, I'm sorry. I said, I'll reimburse if I have to. I don't want to, well, our name is already on the sign. And uh, I don't want to put our name over the sanctuary while we worshiping. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, God ain't got to keep Bishop Young's name. At the end of the day, God ain't even got to keep the Ramp Church's name. But he says, Abraham, I'm going to bring you into the land that's flowing with milk and honey for my name's sake. My Lord, even David said he does it for his name's sake. And some of you are sitting in here looking at me, but you ought to just have a moment in flashback and consider that the only reason why you made it through the last season of your life is because his name is on you. The only reason why you're working in the field and you have the job that you have is because his name is on you. And let me tell you about the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower it's not just the name it's the place the name of the Lord is a storm of preaching I have to preach to myself and the righteous run in and they are look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor I know I struck out I know I was out but the umpire spoke up and said Shalom. <laughs> shalom, shalom. I'm getting a peace about my relationship with God. No, I'm not where I should be, but I'm thankful I'm not where I used to be. He's still working on me. Shalom, shalom, shalom. No more am I going to stay in condemnation. No longer am I going to stay in fear. When I mess up, I'm running to the one that can fix me. Shalom, shalom. 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 So what happened? How did you? How did you lose your peace? For real, how did, how did you lose it? Alea, how did you lose your peace? Because it ain't always been like this. When did this anxiety start in your life? You can't say it because we, I lost my job. No, no, no. This ain't the first time you didn't have a job. Ain't the first time you have financial issues. How did, you, how did you lose your peace? Because I found out now where I am, peace is something I have to choose. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to choose. You have to choose peace. Choosing means intentionally protecting it. Look at the person on the left and the right of you, tell them, protect your space. I always felt that I was obligated to bring everybody in my personal space. I did. I just th thought it was only right that every church person I go to church with should be able to come to my house because I'm their pastor. 
And it hit me one day. None of the people in the church opens their doors for every last church person. Everybody you work with don't come into your personal space. Mm. You have to protect your, your space. You have to say, okay, I may have to go through warfare everywhere else, but here in this space and here in this space, shalom. You have to choose your battles. Look at the person beside you, tell them this. If there is no prize, there's no argument necessary. If there's no spoil, that means if we're not going to win nothing from this, why are we going in the house slamming doors? If we, I mean, come on. What, you tell me we got, we got this food. No, 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 no. We didn't bought this, this king-size bed. No, I'm sleeping in this bed with you tonight. I mean, <laughs> I ain't paid that money to sleep on no sofa. And sleeping on a sofa wears out the pillows. I'm sleeping in this bed. Mm. Tell your neighbor, choose peace. Don't let others rush you to make decisions. You better jump in this because, hello, this is a good deal and you need to get in. All right, all right. Are we making a lot of money? Let me show you the checks how they already made. All right, well, you keep making the money. Whatever God has for me, I'm not going to miss it. Anything that's forced is not God. Don't let others rush you to make decisions. Because a loss of peace often causes a lapse of judgment. God is not the author of, of confusion. Learn to get still before you make a decision. Uh, I felt that word go out to somebody. Get still first. I want to say this to you. Their storm doesn't have to be your storm. All right, I'm out of time. I'll get to get to you next Sunday. But let me tell you, their storm does not have to be your storm. Don't let people run in like, oh, 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 come, come, calm down. You ain't going to believe what they said about us. Oh, calm down. Like, <laughs> oh my God, these bills are coming in. I don't know. I mean, we're going to lose everything. Oh, no, no, hold on. No, no. I often said, told, told the men in men's ministry, I was like, listen, I know you have fears like everybody else do, but if a tornado is coming down the street and your wife and your children are screaming and hollering, you don't go, ah, too. Somebody got to be sober. You may be afraid, but get still in your spirit and come up with a strategy. You lose a lapse of judgment when you lose peace. Just because there's a storm in other people, you don't have to let that storm be in you. Their storm does not have to be your storm. You don't owe it to people to inherit their storm. Because I'm not losing my God peace. And I'm trying to, oh Lord, I'm going to try this. I haven't did it in a while. Okay. Anybody ever been on a cruise? I don't like them. 
Where, where you want where you want your cabin to be on a cruise? I'm all right, James. I'm good. I'm not on a cruise for real. <laughs> Thank you. But to be honest, James, in a minute, I'm going to probably need you to get back out. <laughs> I don't need you. Stay close. As a matter of fact, hold these. These are too expensive. You don't want to be in the bottom of the ship, right? Because at the bottom of the ship, you feel everything. Jesus is in the bottom of a rocking ship. And he's asleep. He's in the bottom of a rocking ship. And all he sees is shalom, 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 shalom. Why is it that Jesus has the ability to sleep in the middle of a storm? Ask your neighbor, how, 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 how? How can Jesus, ask your neighbor, how can Jesus sleep in the middle of a storm? The reason Jesus can sleep in the middle of a storm because although the boat was in a storm, there was no storm in Jesus. And I come to tell you in this room, I don't care what kind of chaos is going on around you. It's not peace outside of a storm. It's peace in the midst. It's peace in the midst of it. Because to the point... When they said, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you see what's going on with us? Don't you care what's going on? Jesus, help us. And that's what we told, you know, call on Jesus. You get in trouble, call on Jesus. Jesus got up and rebuked them. He said, y'all just some faithless people. Because y'all done forgot that quick what I said. I told y'all we're going to the other side. So I don't care what's going on in the middle of the journey. If I say we're going to the other side, I don't care what storm hits you in the middle. If God said it, that's settled. He rebukes them, and listen to what he says. He just said, Storm, stop. Storm, stop. He said, Peace, be still. Some of, so many of us are trying to speak to our situation. Stop worrying about your situation. Every time you keep praying about your situation, you get wrapped up in it again. Instead of praying about your situation, start calling forth your peace. Hey, my God. Just start declaring, he's Jehovah Shalom. He's the God of my peace. And the Bible says when peace showed up, the winds and the seas... Everyone stand on your feet. I have to finish it next Sunday. Stand on your feet. I don't have to. Shalom. 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 This is what I found out with me. After pastoring this church for 16 years, this is what I found out. It always works out. It all, listen, 
I'm not, I'm not being cocky. I'm just convinced. I got too much history with God now. It always works out. But can I tell y'all something? But oftentimes, let me just be honest. I wasted a lot of energy while he was working it out. Have you ever got to the end of it and said, and somebody says, now see, you was worrying for nothing. You can't get that sleep back. You can't get that energy back. I wish I would have trusted God. Because the truth is, everything God does is not based upon our faith. You know, some things are stipulations, if thou believe. But there are some things that are on God. And he's going to do it. How many of y'all know he's done some things for you in your life, dragging you and pulling you while you were screaming? And he's like, come on, I don't want to do it. I know the plans I have. I tr- trust me, it's going to be better. And then we, we, ch- we change it at the end. Yes, because I was believing God and God. No, no, no. No, you were sk- kicking and screaming the whole way. And I can't get that time back. If God has done so many magnanimous things in our lives while we were halfway believing, stressed out and nervous, imagine how much more can God accomplish in our lives if we start trusting him. Well, I, I do trust him. I, I think I, I'm trusting him. I tell you, you know how you know you trusted him, right? What your peace look like? What does your peace feel like? Do you really trust him? I'm just going to be honest with y'all. When the Lord started giving me this message, I, I was teaching a, a Bible study in D.C. on peace. I did a Facebook live on peace. And I'm going to tell y'all, the enemy has been attacking my family. I mean, he really has. One after the other. My siblings on both sides. My nephew. I mean, he's been attacking my family. My children. He's been attacking. And I've been watching it. And have you ever wanted to fix it? And didn't have the power to fix it? Have you ever wanted to change it? Now I'm like, Lord, I'm going up and down the road and these people are testifying like, oh, Bishop Young, I just thank God for you because I was watching you online and God healed me. I was watching you online. God saved my son. Or, or I was dealing with drugs and I got delivered. And I'm like, amen. Amen. But you tell me I'm going to do all this ministry. Lord, my family. My family. Yeah, we're going up to another level and look like my family's getting attacked. It's one thing for me to get attacked. It's one thing for me to go through some health issues and all that. I got a piece about that. But what happens when it's somebody close to you? Anybody ever had that experience? Oh, I know you. Walter, I watched you for hours talking on the phone with family members. You know what I used to tell you, Walter? Walter, you can't save them. Put them in the hands of the Lord. Isn't it something we got advice for everybody else until it comes to us? And now here the Lord says to me, 
You've known me as Jehovah Jireh because I've provided for you. You've known me as your banner. You've known me as your healer. Now lift your hands. Now know me as the God of your peace. Oh, just receive it right now. I know what you're saying. Oh, I need, a, I, need, I need to make more money. You can have more money and still not have peace. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.